This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show. And you are listening to The Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, 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 shut. Hey, welcome to The Steve and Crypto Show presented by TheSteveStrout.com. I'm Steve. I'm CryptoZoo. Welcome to episode 118. This is our Crypticon recap. If you haven't been listening for the last few episodes, or like any episode... Over the last month. Yeah, pretty much every episode we've mentioned Crypticon at some point, because it's our favorite horror convention in the Northwest. It's our only. Yeah. Yeah, it's really like the only horror convention in the Northwest that we have. Though we do have... The Portland Horror Festival, which is like a film festival, and that's coming up really soon. Yep. And it might be in June. I could be wrong, but carry on, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confirm that <laughs> and get back to you. They were advertising that event at, you guessed it, Crypticon. That's where we found out about the whole thing. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we had a blast. We're going to dig into that in a little bit. We have a couple guests lined up that we spoke to at the event. Okay, so I'm back. So the Portland Horror Film Festival runs June 7th through 11th. Creeping and, up pretty fast. And go to portlandhorror.com, and it'll take place at the Hollywood Theater, which is a place I want to visit someday, and the Clinton Street Theater. So portlandhorror.com, it's like next week, so do that. Carry on, yeah, sir. Yeah, there you go. You got your weekend plans. That'll be fun. Um, so, yeah, we have a couple guests that we're going to um, – get into a little bit later um we spoke with the adams family which you may know from the last drive-in with joe bob briggs if you have watched that um they also well they were there for their movie hellbender but they also have a band called hellbender so not only were we able to talk about the film with them but you know we we chatted a little bit about music Maybe not so much in the episode, so but much. when we met them there, we chatted about music a little bit. They did send us a song to play. Yep. So barring any technical difficulties, we might hear a uh, song from Hellbender in the middle of the episode. I still have tiny or little not. pieces stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> tiny little pizzas. Or not. Or not. But uh, yeah, so we're going to mention some friends we ran into, stuff we bought, some of the... You know, some of the Nonsense that we spent our, our bill money on. Yeah, yeah. The banks have been calling. Yeah, and I've been ignoring. You. They're not calling me. <laughs> I just want to answer the phone, but I changed my number or something. You just turned the phone off completely. <laughs> yep. No one ever it. calls me. Unplug it. Uh, so, Unplug yeah. Unplug it. What are you working with a landline? Actually, I have a, a my line, my house line is through my internet. So, it's like an internet line. So, I could just shut off my modem. I mean, you guys won't hear from me for a while, but I don't know how long I could go without the internet on, though. How? That'd be hard. Yeah. I mean, as long as my phone signal's good, though, I'd be all right. 
And I got plenty of DVDs to watch, so I mean, I'll survive for a couple days. But I figure, like a week or so, I don't know if I could do that. My youngest can't even do five minutes, because if Paw Patrol doesn't play, he's coming for my throat. Yeah, well. Or Dino Ranch, or whatever the <laughs> flavor of the week is. Whatever it is, so he's over Jurassic Park. Uh, I mean, he still is all about dinosaurs, no question. I'm kind of bummed that that the family didn't come along with me on Saturday because they missed out on something that we'll mention later that was there in attendance. Something, someone, something prehistoric. Oh, yeah. But, um... Hmm, I'm going to take a figure out the hint. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both posted pictures of it on social media. Probably. I haven't yet. You haven't yet? No. What are you waiting for? I've been busy. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll buy that. I'm holding on to my Crypticon pictures. You got to wait. Before we actually start talking about Crypticon too much, <laughs> we have stuff we need to promote. I can't even talk. I need to first I need to learn how to speak English. I need to learn how to use the English language. English. And then we'll promote some things. Like the fact that we are part of the Deluxe Edition Network. Look at that segue. <laughs> so the Deluxe Edition Network is a group of, I think there's over 20 shows now, 20 different podcasts that all kind of bounce off each other and promote each other. And uh, you can find us all in one place, deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And there's links to all the shows. You can find everybody, including the podcast of the month on the Deluxe Edition Network. This month, it's Barrel-Aged Chicks and Deep Dark Secrets. Two two shows that I'm hearing a lot of good things about. I have not dug into them myself, but I'm slowly sampling all the shows, and everything I've heard so far has been pretty dang good. Likewise. Yeah, I've, I listened to a little bit of um, Barrel-Aged Chicks, and they're fun. I haven't started the other one yet, but I, I, just need, I need to just go down the line. You know, you just go. start at the top of the app and just scroll listen to each one. Each one. Um, and we might even do some crossovers with some, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, we definitely want to. And what about us? How can people support us specifically? Why, thank you for asking. You can buy us a coffee, of course, as I'm finishing my coffee right now. You can head over to buymeacoffee.com slash Crypto, and it's basically a tipping service. So... If you're feeling generous and you want to help out a couple little podcast fishies, then uh, you can buy us a coffee, and it goes towards the show. It it helps out with everything around the Stephen Crypto Show, our gear, our our merch, our you know promotions. Our I mean, it even helps with like putting money in the gas tank to get us to the next convention, so that we can promote our podcast. You know, things like that. So. Again, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash stevecrypto to check that out. You can also, while you're at it and you're on your phone or your computer or whatever, visit our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash stevecrypto. We have some exclusive content over there waiting for you. Uh, If you want to give us money to spoil movies for you, we are happy to do that, as we've already spoiled Evil Dead Rise and Scream 6. So what go, will we spoil next? Yeah, yeah. Just tell us. I mean, you know, you could just throw us some money and be like, I want you to spoil the new Burt Kreischer movie or something like that. <laughs> I, can I haven't that. seen it yet, but Steve can I'll spoil do that. it for I'll you. I'll spoil it right now if you want. Yeah, he'll just spill I'll that do tea. It. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> How much money you got? He'll spill it. Yeah, or I won't. 
How much money you got? Yeah, there you go. So again, patreon.com slash Steve Crypto. There's a... there's like some unboxing videos over there. Um, there's uh, like some board game talk. There's a variety of things. So just go check it out. And if you want to buy a new t-shirt or some merch for your third favorite podcast, we encourage you to visit Etsy slash shop slash Stephen Crypto merch. Or just go to Etsy and look up Stephen Crypto Show. You will find two t-shirt designs. You'll find a mug for your coffee or whatever you enjoy, your vodka, something. And you'll find a great-looking magnet that's going to shine on your fridge. So visit Etsy slash shop slash Stephen Crypto Merch. Go get something now. If you do, post a picture of you wearing your shirt or drinking out of your coffee mug or whatever and tag us in it. We want to see it. And if you want to share something else... You can visit our Facebook group, which is the Stephen Crypto Show. And if you have anything that you're working on, or if you have a friend that's working on something, if your friend has a, an album, or you have a, a movie you just finished and you want to put the trailer in there, go ahead and do so. We encourage you to share what you're working on as long as it's like pop culture related, definitely horror related, as we've said, extra points for that. Um, keep adding up those points. I don't know what they're going to go for, but... You know, one day we'll we'll do a raffle or something, and those points will be good for that. I don't yeah. know. Just uh, just share share what you're working on there. We want to see it. Just share. Share your friends' stuff. We just want to connect with more of you guys that are listening. We want to find more of our our group of friends. You know, like like we have horror friends out there. We we. You know, even met some people at Crypticon that we've never met before. You know, people that just spotted us and and came and chatted for a bit. But we're always looking for more. We're always looking for more people out there that are that are into the darker side of entertainment. You know, it's the best way to promote and support our show. Leave a review and ratings, of course, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yep, so if you're listening on Spotify right now or Apple Pods or Stitcher or whatever, most of them will let you leave a review. So if you feel like leaving that five-star review for a couple nerds, we would greatly appreciate it. At this point, I'll take any review. And be sure that you're following us online on all the socials and um, Instagram and Twitter and um, Facebook and all that. Be sure to follow The Steve Strout and CryptoZoo88. We'll keep you guys updated with anything that we got going on, anything that we can reveal or that we want to reveal. And I think that about covers all of our our bases. That's that's us. That's the way to promote us. Before we get into some uh, Crypticon chat, which took place in Seattle for anybody in that's... In Seattle. That's in the lovely Pacific Northwest. For anybody that isn't familiar with... The event if you, itself. If you've never heard of Seattle, <laughs> it's... <laughs> well, if you're like, where's Crypticon? You know, I mean, I've talked about it with a few people just out on my delivery route, and they're like, what's that? Where is it? And, you know, they weren't even aware of it. So we're doing our part to let all you guys know if you are ever in the Northwest in May, pref- mostly the third weekend. Usually in May. Usually the third weekend of May. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been in April before, too, but it's usually a May event. So if you're out here, probably the third weekend of May, 
expect Crypticon to happen. And it's been happening at the Doubletree Hotel for the last few years. Yep. So that's likely where it will be. Speaking of Seattle, I just wanted to briefly mention that any of you that are coming this way that are into Stranger Things, the Stranger Things experience is now open. So I think tickets are around 30 bucks. That's really all I can tell you. I don't know much about it. Do we even know what it is? It's an experience. It's an experience. You're going to go and get eaten by a Demogorgon or something. Sure. That sounds fun. Sounds like a that fun sounds, experience. Sounds terrible. <laughs> um, Is Sean Astin going to be there? Probably not. No? Probably not. I met him once at a convention, and I think he was really drunk. And he started <laughs> singing to me when I went up to his table. <laughs> I don't remember what he was singing, but it was kind of awkward, but it was... I want to dance with somebody! It wasn't that. Uh, yeah, but you mentioned Crypticon here in the Northwest. There's actually a ton of horror conventions around the country, including a couple other Crypticon events. And what uh, they have one, I think, in Minnesota, and then they have one in Kansas City, which is actually coming up. Yeah, the Kansas City one is July 7th through the 9th. Too bad we can't be there. We have friends out that way. Yeah, yeah, we'd um, love to check it out. Our buddy Doug Jones, who was on the show on our Halloween special last year, or no, the year before, actually, um, he'll yeah. he'll be there signing autographs. He's like the best. Hugging people. Not this take away from the awesome guests we had at Crypticon this year, but... Yeah. Doug is like my all-time favorite convention guest. Yeah, so if you're in Kansas City, we recommend you go to Crypticon and go shake the Baron's hand. (laughs) But yeah, go. Hopefully, he doesn't try to levitate you. Just search for like most areas have a local-ish horror convention. Go to these shows, support all the vendors. Support the the uh, all the creative people that are there. Support the guests. Meet people that are like you, fucking weirdos, like us. Uh, go to these shows; they're awesome. And uh, like like we always mention, Crypticon is the thing I look forward to most every year in the whole convention scene. Like I go to yeah. other conventions, but this is like the one. Same. We run into so many, you know old friends and and it's just it's a fucking blast man um yeah yeah i mean um this year we ran into our friends at horror addicts oh, yeah. um they were there you know working actually i mean they were hanging out but they were working too because uh gory b movie she was a uh like a panel leader or a yeah, moderator both, both panelists yeah a couple different panels yeah um and they're always cool to run into good people. Yep. Like, uh, support them. Find them on YouTube, the Horror Addicts. Every year they do an awesome horror award show. And uh, this past year we got to present an award, and that was pretty cool. There's good, cool-ass people. Um, but, yeah, it was good to see them. Uh, other old friends, like, uh, ran into to Bree Cummings from... Are you afraid of? Are you afraid of the dark? Yep. That that gang just run into her in passing. Everybody's just so busy and like all the panel, just a lot of panelist friends that would normally do panels and are always busy. And it's like yeah, yeah. 
like we could probably do that, but I I don't want to have to run around like a chicken with my head cut off. I want to enjoy. I want to see all this stuff because most of the people like. It's like, hey, what have you seen? Like nothing. I've been running back and forth between panels. Like we, yeah. like we ran into my friend. We were in line, and uh, Kim. Yeah. Like why couldn't I think of her name? But yeah. we ran into Kim, and, and it was just like, what have you seen? It's like really not much. I yeah. have like three hundred and twelve panels this weekend. And <laughs> yeah, I would love to do that if like if we didn't have to be moderators for like a ton of panels, maybe just a couple of them or something. That'd be fun, you know, or at least if we had like one day we were doing that and then we knew we'd be there the next day to just hang out and enjoy things. And I'd be cool with that, but I think um, I'd rather just have a booth <clears throat> and hang out personally. I mean, you, you could do panels. I kind of want to do it. We don't need to do fun. panels together. Do panels. Yeah. But I think it'd be I'm fun. Not, that's not my thing. Yeah. I'm not the the public speaker. Yeah, but I'll sit here and have a conversation with anybody, but I don't need an audience that don't work for me. Yeah, because I'd be the panelist that just sits there and says nothing, <laughs> and I'd have all these thoughts in my head. Like I could add so much. Like so many panels I'll go to, and like I was at a panel. I don't want to say what panel and who was on it because there might have been friends of ours on it. Yeah, and they were talking about certain things and kind of, kind of uh misinformation quote you know uh, putting incorrect information out and you know some people were asking questions that they couldn't answer and like i fucking knew it all yeah <laughs> so i did i but i was just like yeah i'm just gonna sit here and listen like i could have added so much to it yeah but i just don't do the whole like it's enough for me to sit here and fucking record myself talking see for me i'm thinking like if there's the live audience that has that gives the potential for even more oh i get conversation exactly what it you know do. like oh that person over there asked a question his question made me think of something new yeah, or just like, you, you know, know that person was likable and they had cool shit to say i should check out their show yeah and see if that's as interesting as that which I mean, yeah, in that sense, it's awesome. And yeah, sure, do it. But I mean, I went to Alex Vincent's panel, and even while standing there, just listening to people ask him questions and whatnot, like a question that somebody asked him basically started a a question for me. You know, yeah, it inspired your own question. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they asked him like, if you could be on a show. Like, a, you know, something that's not Chucky related, what would it be? And he said, I've always wanted to be on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is one of my favorite shows, favorite sitcoms, no questions. So right away I was like, all right, well, I, I asked him, I was like, <laughs> before that he mentioned that he was a wrestling fan. So I was like, well, who do you think would win in a match between you and the trash man? <laughs> and he admitted that the trash man would probably take him down, but yeah. You know, that never would have, that question never would have crossed my mind if somebody else in the audience hadn't have asked him a question. So that's kind of what I enjoy when it comes to the live crowd. I was like, well, someone out there is going to have some some direction that they're going to take this that I wouldn't take it myself. Right, right. Yeah. 
that's that's another reason I like to just sit back and listen yeah. and hear other people's perspectives because if you're the center of the conversation, it's kind of sometimes it's hard to take in because you're coming off your notes and like this is where my mind's at here. Yeah, my mind is not allowing this other stuff in. Open it up. Yeah, that can which, be tricky. Which is why I'll, I I can sit here and watch like people talking on youtube all day and i love documentaries and like boring shit because i like hearing shit but i don't like relaying it yeah which is so surprising that what are we in fucking episode 119 118 yeah is it 118 mm-hmm. uh, so i don't even know but <laughs> so that's why last episode i i uh gave you the thumbs up for being the numbers guy the numbers and <laughs> url guy and I can tell you that the last episode was 117 because, uh, you know, one, it wasn't that long ago. And two, I remember 117 being attached to who we spoke to, which if you guys didn't catch it, we spoke to Melanie Cohn from uh, Peanuts from Charlie Brown. She was the voice of Lucy. We chatted with her. Had like a little on-site interview. Well, about you a, did. I was yeah. working, but... About a month you know. ago. Yeah, a month ago, we were at the uh, Olympic Collectible Expo in Silverdale at the mall, and Melanie was right next to my table, and so uh, Steve had a little chat with her while I was working, and then uh, later in the episode, we had a chat with Jared Savage, who is a friend of mine from up here in the Northwest, and he eventually moved out to the Midwest and started cracking skulls and collecting faces out that way. And um, he's a he's an indie wrestler, by the way. He's an indie wrestler, and and yeah, like, if you, why is his friend out there cracking skulls? Yeah, why is he such a violent person? What a dick. Yeah. Um. If you want to, like, Jared's not going to be wrestling at this event, but if you want to hang out with him and hang out with a bunch of other crazy, crazy animals, a bunch of zooligans, I suggest if you guys are out in the Midwest, if you're in Ohio this weekend. Go check out Camp Zool. It might not be too late for you to snag a ticket. CampZool.com. Go check it out. Yep. This weekend, as long as I get this episode out in time. Yeah. Busy guy here. Busy guy. But, uh, yeah, so we were mentioning friends we ran into. Uh, let's mention a couple more. Like Eli Wolf, who we've mentioned a fucking million times on this show because he's basically both in one of our favorite area artists i don't want to downplay anybody else's booth or anything like that like there are so many vendor booths at crypticon and it's hard to figure out where you're going to spend your money i'm sure anybody listening that's attended can relate to that you're like all right i brought this much and i found he always gets a little something i can blow all my money at this one table or try to spread it around you know and get something from a few different people but yeah eli is is one that i always look forward to seeing he has some really cool hybrid art, is what I would call it. Yeah. He'll mash things together. Just look up Eli Wolf on, on Instagram. Yeah, do like pop culture mashups. And, yeah. Uh, what's, what's some examples? I got a sticker from him. He makes stickers, magnets, all kinds of things. Prince, I got yeah. a, a sticker of Luigi playing with a Ouija board. So right. it's Luigi board. Um, or I have a, a magnet of... <laughs> Chucky with a how do you say it a, a char- charcuterie board? Charcuterie, Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about—a cheese plate. Yeah. So it's Chucky e. Cheese. Yep. So you see where that goes? It's yeah. like Cheesy <laughs> mashups that. Yeah. Just 
Make you smile. Yeah. And he has, he's just uh, a fucking nice guy. Oh, I have the evil Knievel, like the evil dead Knievel magnet with right. Ash riding on a motorcycle. Was, wasn't there a That's Curious a great one. George one? Yep. Uh, Curious George playing with uh, Lamarchand's box. Playing with the Pinhead's box. <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> the new, new Pinhead's a female. Oh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I went there. Uh, and I said Lamartian's box. I'm not even sure if that's the right term, but yeah, that's the, the name of a Jedi Mind Trick song, the... which is pretty much talking all about Pinhead. Yeah. Yeah. I just call it the Pinhead Puzzle Box. Yeah. <laughs> um, We ran into uh, Derek from Portland. Yeah. No, he's... Uh, uh, content creator from Portland. He's got an uh, Instagram page, Shadowplay PDX. He's like a content creator, and he DJs and stuff down there. Yep. Um, he posts a lot of like unboxing videos and, and Halloween um, time. Lots of Halloween. Yeah, hunting he's, stuff. He's one of us guys. Like, if you check out his page, you'll you'll probably like what he has to offer. Um, yeah, follow him on YouTube. F- on YouTube, he is uh, Halloween Fiend PDX. Yeah, yeah. We were looking around, and I spot him down the hallway. I was like, "That's Derek. We gotta go say hi." Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, who else? Uh, Misty, Misty Fig, who is another artist friend I've known for years, like from conventions. I got a couple cool things from her. She's always there. I think we talked about her a little bit. I wanted to preview episodes. Yeah. I think I mentioned yeah. her a bit. Uh, yeah, man. So there's just a lot of cool people that we hadn't seen and met new people uh honestly one of the highlights of the whole thing we only went the one day i went one day you went the second day with your family yeah which was less a less a steven crypto day and more a corral the kids and yeah <laughs> buy all the stuff that you shopped for the day before yeah pretty much yeah i mean the first year that i went i picked out some things for Sarah and you know I I think she was happy with some of the stuff I got her but last year and this year I was like well if you're going with me the next day I might as well just wait and you can go pick that stuff out yourself um so yeah we found some things the kids were a hell of a lot better than last year I mean our oldest we don't have to worry about him yeah but the three-year-old he gets a little restless and he'll start Getting into things or whatever, you know. <laughs> I could see him just walking behind one of the celebrities' tables and, you know. A little one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, he he wouldn't question it. He'd just walk right behind their table and, like, what you got here? I thought you were going to say, like, just walk by and pull stuff off somebody's table. Oh, he'd do that, too. You have to buy a bunch of shit. Like, yeah. He would do that, too. <laughs> Turns into a... But he was really good this year. $2,000 convention visit. Yeah. 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 No, I, I got to give it to him. He was great this year. Yeah. Um. As long as he had mom's phone in his hand. <laughs> That's what you got to do these days, right, guys? A phone yeah. or a tablet yeah. or something? Yeah, you can't distract oh, really? him with a book or, like... Yeah. I remember we were little. I'd spend hours, like, with a coloring book or, like, yeah. reading comics or something. Yep. Now it's like, nope. It's got to be fast-paced, tick-tocky, uh-huh. crazy stuff. And I don't like it, but sometimes as a parent, that's all that you want. It's like, okay, 
The screaming has lasted 40 minutes. Uh, just take the phone. Take the motherfucking phone. Yeah. Leave just, me alone. Just watch. Don't order nothing on Amazon and don't look at porn. Here you go. Leave yeah. me alone. And don't delete any more dinosaurs off that oh. Jurassic World app. Or if you find good porn, uh, save the link for me to check it out later. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so, yeah. Lots of cool people. Uh, we'll talk about so many guests and stuff in a few minutes. But I want to kind of shout out a couple new friends. First of all, one of the highlights of the fucking convention for me was running into new friends that I had become acquainted with on Instagram. Yeah. A couple of cosplayers that came down and flew down from Alaska. They had awesome costumes. They had great fucking costumes. Like, there are great costumes in the whole convention, but those two, they, they definitely took some time to put them together. So hopefully they're listening. So <laughs> Kristen and Denise. No, they met us. They don't listen now. They they met us and, you know, yeah, they're, they're like, like oh, yeah, I don't want to listen to those assholes. I don't know what. But anyways, Kristen and from <laughs> Denise from Alaska. If y'all are listening, what's Thank happening? you, guys. It was awesome meeting you. Uh, Hope you had a blast up here. Kristen dressed up as... Uh, Sam from Night of the Comet. Yeah. Kelly Maroney's character who was there and she wore it and Kelly Maroney loved it and ate it up. Yeah. And, and uh, she even had the blaster. Yeah, she had a machine gun. Yeah. yeah. And Denise dressed up as one of my favorite pro wrestlers, Danhausen. Yeah. And it was fucking badass. That makeup was on point. Like that she got cool. it down to even got a a, a uh, temporary tattoo made. For like the chest tattoo, Dan Housen's chest tattoo. Yeah, and she did that. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, she said she even sent it to Dan Housen because I was like, you gotta yeah. send a picture of yourself to I'm him. I'm sure she did. She She's said she did, fan. and he's shared it before or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I uh definitely posted pictures. I don't know if I put them in a story or right on my my feed, but go look, go look on Instagram, the Steve Strout. Check it out. They looked awesome. They were super cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was great meeting them. I, I actually uh, encountered Kristen on Instagram because she was posting pictures of, like, she has a signed Laserdisc collection. And uh, I thought it was cool as fuck, and I commented. And then turned out she was like, yeah, I'm going to wear this costume. And I was like, oh, I hope you see it. And it wasn't going to be the same day. But uh, we were there, and they found us. And she wore the costume because she wanted to make sure Kelly seen it and she wanted to make sure I seen it. So yeah. I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. It was a cool, cool fucking costume. And Later, she changed into a different one. She had like the, it was like a, uh, like a maid outfit or something. Yeah. With the, I think it had a, um, a face hugger. A face hugger on a tray yeah. and it said free hugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. But shout out <laughs> to them. They were super cool. Yeah. Uh, and another person I've been, like friends on Instagram with for years because he, you know, he's a horror fan. I'd seen him around the convention a lot, but just always never spoke to was, uh, Willie J. He's on Instagram as Wickaber W I C C A B U R R. And he's like a huge horror fan and he's a fan of ours now, but, uh, he has like, he always posts stuff, uh, like his collection of, you know, Collection of collectibles, yeah, and movies and stuff that he's watching and shit. And he's a good dude, just a chill dude, nice guy, supportive of everybody, and and 
it was cool to finally meet and chat with him a little bit and hook him up with a little bit of Steven Crypto swag and just yeah. good dude. I'm, yeah. I'm glad to, uh, to have met him and, and hopefully we could encounter him again and maybe even outside of CryptoCon. Yeah. He's somebody be- I could see us hanging with and maybe chatting with here. And- For sure. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we jumped on to Instagram live. I mean, I think a couple days before going to CryptoCon. Yeah. And, uh, he jumped in and, and just commented that he was going to be there. And so it was cool to actually meet someone like that, you know, that we spoke to in advance and, yeah. Um, he showed interest in, uh, I think I mentioned something about Stapled Spine fanzine, which you guys should check out, stapledspine.com. Uh, I write for them sometimes, which I should be in episode, episode issue. I think it's 21 coming up or two. I have a piece in there about Northwest Horror hosts. I kind of did a research on them. Because the, the history... I'm obsessed with horror hosts, you guys fucking know. Um, but there's not a ton of history and, and stuff documented on the Northwest history. But there is a history. But it's very little because back in the day, a lot of them shows ran live. Or they just, you know, reused the tape, recycled it because it was expensive. So there's not much footage. Like there was like the count on Cairo... Uh, there was a, why is the name slipping my brain? Anyways, there was a lot, was a lot. <laughs> and I, I kind of went through like a brief, like history of it. And it's going to be in that next issue of Stabled Spine. Uh, That'd be a good read. Back to Willie. Uh, I, I brought him an issue of Stabled Spine because he seemed interested in it. Yeah. And now I know he, he listens to us and he reads Stabled Spine. Hi, Willie. Is, which is why I love these conventions <laughs> because you connect with people like that and yeah. you make more than, you know, we have a new follower, a new listener, but it's more than that. It's like those are our friends now. Yeah, it was really great meeting all the people that we just discussed. Like, I mean, it's, I can't, like, I'd be lying if I said that it wasn't flattering. It is, you know? but like, it really it, is. It's really cool to meet you guys and like, and to just, you know, we know that we have some people listening. But, like, when you actually meet them in person, it's a little bit more special. Nothing against anybody else out there that we haven't met yet. We, we hope to meet love you to one meet day. Everybody. We hope to meet all of you guys one yep. day in some in some way, you know. But um, it just was kind of touching in a way, you know, for them to be like, hey, Steve. And, and we start chatting there. and We don't nice. have that, that crowd here no. locally in our area. No. Like, we're pushing and pushing, and it feels like. People don't give a shit. Like, if you're local and you're listening, thank you. Just yeah. let us know. We want to see who yeah. you are. As far as we know, we don't really have too many people around Port Townsend that are listening. We so. want to start doing events here. You know what I mean? We want There's a, a community here that loves movies. Yep. We have a great fucking film festival. That, I mean, it's not really horror, but it's a great festival. They bring in guests. And, I mean, you don't, don't need to be. It just needs to be open to, like, check out these crazy young dudes that love movies just as much as these other people, but yeah. they're just not snobby about it. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe we'll be able to do like a late night showing of a movie at one of the local theaters. There and could be something, you know, could be something in the works. Yeah. We want to start like a movie night, which I got, I got 
foot in the door in some places. So we're going to work on that. Um, back to people that we met. You mentioned at the top of the show that we have a couple of people we chatted with at the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we met a local filmmaker named uh, Justin Vinnell. Justin Robert Vinnell. And uh, he just uh, released a film called From the Depth. It's a short film, and he debuted it at the Seattle Film Festival, which is a pretty good festival. It's a, it's a big independent film festival. He, he premiered it there and got really good feedback. And he also screened it at Crypticon, and that, that went really well. So we wanted to... Uh, I wanted to chat with him. He sent me a screener to check it out, and it was really good. Uh, stay tuned down the road because it will be available. And uh, if I hear anything when it's released or where you can see it, I'll let you know. But uh, Justin Robert Vinall chatted with us for a few minutes to tell us about a little bit about his background in the film and to uh, share his elation for how well it's been received so far. So meet Justin Robert Vinall. And we will be back with more talk about celebrities and another conversation we had at Crypticon. Be right back, guys. Hello, friends. This is Dirk Manning, the writer and creator of comic book series such as Twisted Haunted High On, Tales of Mystery, Nightmare World, Bear But Not Dead, Butts and Seeds of Johnny Shivani Story, Hope, and a ton of other stuff. And I just want to let you all know that I am super excited for you because right now you have the distinct pleasure and honor of listening to the Stephen Crypto show. So I'm going to get out of here. So you can listen to the show and uh, have fun because this is just some of the best podcast discussion you're going to hear on the internet. So go listen, enjoy. Hey, this is Tim. This is Ainsley. And this is Rebecca. And we're the co-hosts of the one dark fright podcast where we talk in depth about a horror movie every month from start to finish. Right now, you're listening to Steve and Crypto Zoo and the awesome Steve and Crypto Show. When you're done listening to this episode, come check out the One Dark Fright podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere you fulfill your podcast needs. But now, let's get back to Steve and Crypto. Hey, Crypticon, what is happening? I like how I say, hey, Crypticon, but we're going to actually be talking to Steve and Crypto listeners. <laughs> we are at Crypticon. And we are hanging with a Seattle area filmmaker named Justin Robert Vinall. He just released a short film at the Seattle Independent Film Festival. And they screened it here at Crypticon this weekend. So, uh, Justin, just tell us about yourself. Tell us about the movie. And then we want to hear about how it went over. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just screened uh, From the Depths. Um, had his world premiere uh, last week at SIF. And it... Got a marvelous reaction, and I'm just over the moon about it. And still, kind of in this kind of um, blackout phase of like, oh gosh, did we we actually screen this thing for people and whatnot. Um, but pretty much the movie it follows this couple that um, are dealing with a bout of depression, and they go out to a lake house to try to um, recoup their relationship and see where they can navigate through all their troubles. But as a uh, the uh, time there goes on, there's this um, call that dry, that uh, that uh, brings out um, our main character to this dock, 
and as he walks towards the dock, it's this um, uh, alluring siren that um, tries to pull him into the darker water. So it's a a film that kind of features um, the idea of, um, you know, uh, it it tackles like the recontextualization of like a siren in terms of like turning it from something a bit more romantic to something a bit more um, devious and um, um, something that focuses more on um, depression and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of how I I say it. I think people are going to... uh, interpret it in many different ways yeah like i was telling you before i i uh i kind of saw it as the whole scenario not really happening yeah and the guy you know having a mental breakdown or yeah. something and, and the siren calling him in was him convincing himself to end it yeah. himself and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where i was going with it yeah. but i don't want to give away too much i nah, want people nah, to nah. see it yeah but it was like a, a nice slow build and then Boom, crazy shit, <laughs> which is the way it should be. Oh, I appreciate um, that. So you grew up in the Northwest? Yeah, I was um, born and raised in Everett, Washington, and then um, moved out to Seattle um, right after high school and um, have been working in um, film professionally since 2014 um, and have been wanting to make movies my whole life. But, um, yeah, just recently I've been just kind of – been slamming through um, as much uh, work around um, the Seattle um, and Washington um, um, area. All right. So, having your was this your debut film? Wait, that, that was you, all you, or um, was it? I um, I've I've made um other horror short films before. I had a film called um, Emiko a couple years ago that um played at a played uh, here at Crypticon, played at Bleeding Ham. Um, Bone Bat, and um, that that film did really well. And uh, another film I did uh, called A Purple Vision, which is kind of like a Twilight Zone um, uh, kind of ironic twist on the whole um, love potion scenario used at a, at a party and kind of like the social anxieties that go with that. Um, so I've made like um, a handful of horror short films that kind of have a lot of social commentary and whatnot. So it's got that kind of Twilight Zone, Black Mirror kind of edge to it. Right. And yeah. this was your first to run at SIF. Yes. I've submitted to SIF in the past, and um, this is the first one that's gone in, and it's still also surreal to me. Yeah, know? I was thinking it must be like growing up here in Northwest, yeah. the, the Seattle Film Festival is mm-hmm. like the big movie event here yeah so to have your film appear yeah and do well is is got to be like a holy shit moment it's it, oh, it was yeah. it was more than a holy shit moment for sure i remember like in the email and just like feeling completely like having a completely out of body experience like the acceptance email yeah the acceptance yeah. email and just like you know i'm still like even even after we screened it and everything i'm still reeling from it and being like we got in the sif and we played there and you know it was just like it was such an extraordinary experience and just having like you know playing it at the egyptian theater which is like my favorite uh independent theater um uh, in Seattle, um, playing it there with a big audience and getting the reaction that it got, and you know, just you know, d- and being surrounded by um, a bunch of marvelous other um, filmmakers and films, it was just like it was such a high honor. So I just couldn't be more happy with um, how it all unfolded. It was very magical. Not to go too far off topic, yeah. but um, it's pretty exciting that SIF is going to revive Cinerama. Oh my gosh, That's- I. <laughs> 
I'm a movie lover, dude. That's... Yeah, I remember. I was um I was at opening nights when they announced that, and just like the energy, like the the synergy, and just the amount of joy that was spread across that room. room, dude. Yeah, you could I'm feel sure. it, like the the applause, the rowdiness. Just everyone was so hyped, and it makes me so excited. The fact that like the movie going experience is still so strong and so exciting, and it makes me even much more happier to see you know the prospect of the Cinerama being reutilized in this way and being in such uh, terrific hands with Sif. Yeah, and it could only add more life to the, just the filmmaking community here. Oh, million percent. We need more movies here. We need, yeah. a, we need the local government to make it easier and more affordable to make movies here. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, you know being being in, uh, in tr- um, being within the film uh, community for the last like dec- uh, almost a decade now, it's like it's been definitely a struggle to see like films that um, that have been made here, but not maybe perform as well and not like you know grow as as they should or like attracting more um, outside source uh, outside um, uh, productions and whatnot um, and utilizing you know like what we have here but i think there's still like a lot of growth and infrastructure that needs to be built here um within seattle to make it a uh um a strong and competitive uh film states that we can also look at look at the state as something that is worth shooting here and not at vancouver you know yeah so but yeah um, i'm hoping for a brighter future for sure yeah just the the state in general there's just so much beauty throughout the state mm-hmm. so much potential location and everything it's, yeah it's perfect yeah it's great and everything we yeah desert and forest and cities and yeah like what else do you really need that's that's another thing too is like i filmed i was out um in spokane last year filming a um a movie and just like the vast like you know range of like beauty that's out there it's like you know we have so much here to offer so it's like you know i i would hope that you know as the infrastructure is built more and more here, that there are more opportunities to take advantage of just like the vast beauty that is here already. So, right. yeah. so what's the next step for your movie? So right now we just started our festival run. We played, uh, we had a world premiere at SIF, and we just played here at Crypticon, which is also just another marvelous experience. Just to be surrounded by other like-minded horror filmmakers and fans, and just enjoy. Uh, the company that we that we were a part of with that as well, and um, the next thing that we're looking at is we have submitted to I think over 20 film festivals right now. We're just waiting to hear back. We should be hearing back within a week or so from a couple, and we just hope that you know this film continues to um, um, find an uh, find an audience at different festivals and people um, continue to be moved or react in some kind of way or interpret the film in more ways than one and just you know we just hope that the film um continues to have legs and keep going so yeah right what's the best way for people to keep up and hear the latest on the film or where they gonna be able to see it yeah so right now you can keep up at next floor entertainments um anywhere on our social media platforms like twitter facebook instagram just Type in Next Floor Entertainment and you should be able to find anything there. Or even my name, Justin Robert Vinal. You should be able to find plenty of updates on how the film's uh, coming along and uh, and uh, future projects and past projects that we um, talk about from time to time and pro- projects that we produce outside of uh, Next Floor Entertainment. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add or plug before we 
before uh, we uh, run? I'm I'm just uh, again just so happy that you know it's um it's been a couple years since I've been um, at Crypticon because of um, the pandemic and whatnot, but it's been so lovely to be able to reconnect with so many um, amazing um, people here at the at the uh, convention, and um, I'm looking forward to more you know interactions with folks, and again like what we've talked about with Cinerama, just you know the movie going experience coming back, and again I'm just so excited for a bigger, better, brighter future. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for, for popping in and telling us about it and taking time away from your con, which mm-hmm. hopefully they, uh, they didn't charge you to come in. Because oh, no, scared. I'm yeah. good. I'm okay. good. So everybody I'm, dude, I got a freebie. I'm golden. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to take away from your con time, but uh, cool, man. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you for uh, hanging. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you again so much. All right, we are back. Thanks to Justin Robert Vinnell for uh chatting with us from the depth is good uh i gotta make sure crypto zoo gets to watch it soon i know he's been busy and apparently i forgot to send the link (laughs) yeah that's your fault i haven't watched it yet so we'll (laughs) we'll make him watch that and i'll uh we'll have him tell us his thoughts on the next hopefully the next episode if we remember yeah i'll make a note but i'll probably lose my notebook we'll see but no, it's definitely it, I'm not saying you shouldn't watch it. It's good, and I want to tell everybody about it. Hoping, hoping he submits it to the Paulsbo Film Festival. That'd be great because that's a good festival. Oh, speaking of that festival, we actually we saw Shoot. our friend Kevin there. Yeah, Kevin I almost from the forgot Paulsbo Film Festival. How did I almost yeah. forget Kevin? Yeah, for real. Uh, Kevin, sorry, Kevin, and his friend Gail. Uh, it was great meeting him as well. Um, Good dudes. Yeah, yeah, great guys. We had a, a nice little chat with them while we were there and saw them throughout the day. And Definitely. Yeah. If you're in the Northwest, that film festival is awesome. They have multiple blocks of films, including a horror block, which is very, very important to us, obviously. Yeah. But not I don't many... want to say it's the coolest one, but, you know, it's, it's our favorite personally. One to check not out. many film festivals have. A horror, you know, block like that, unless yeah. it's a specifically horror film festival. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. We like we went last year. They invited us to to hang out and check it out and hype it a little bit, and we did. And and there was some great fucking short films. Lucky for us, the man in charge is a horror fan. And I <laughs> feel like uh, Justin's movie from the depths deserves to be screened there. And I think if he submits it and Kevin sees it in, in his panel, we'll probably be, be into it and checking it out. Speaking of that kind of thing, um, anybody listening, if you have a movie that you might want to submit, feel free to look into that. Just look up Paul's Bow Film Festival and look for the details. I'm not exactly sure when the cutoff date is or anything like that. But I know if you look up Paulsbo Film Festival, you there's, should be able to find some information on that. There's another uh, film festival here, kind of an area run by uh, this dude, Tyler, who is actually a filmmaker as well. And he has the thing in the basement horror fest, which I think right now he's running it. It's like an online film festival. But it's a cool spot to submit your films if you're an indie filmmaker and you're looking for 
places to get your movie seen and uh submission fees like super cheap and and, uh, check it out search for the thing in the basement horror fest it's a cool little festival hoping it could get Steven Crypto Show involved a little bit. So, Tyler, you're probably not listening, but you should be. <laughs> if Tyler's friends are listening, <laughs> feel free to relay the message. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm hoping some of my friends that I'm involved with submit their stuff to that festival. That'd be great. So that way, local film festival could have a movie that I might appear in. That'd be kind of cool. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I like it. Of course All right. I like it. But anyway, get into these Crypticon guests that we the celebrities that we met there. The celebrities. Um, well, you guys know we we chatted with a few of them leading up to Crypticon. Yep. We, starting with uh, Jason Brooks. Yep. Who we finally got to meet and chat with in person. He's a good fucking dude. Oh, yeah. He was great. Nice guy. Yeah. Big dude. Gentle giant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you meet him in person, you're like, oh, yeah, you, you definitely are tall enough to play Jason Voorhees. I yeah, see it now. He's a good size <laughs> dude to play Jason. Yeah. He's, yeah. He was a really nice guy. And it was cool to uh, be able to, to meet in the flesh and, and chat. Yeah. Uh, we hope to be able to work with him down the road in some way or another yeah for sure yeah he does have that movie coming out hopefully in october diced diced from a uh, writer director jeremy rudd mm-hmm. who was hoping to run into there but he came sunday yeah i didn't see him saturday uh so you want to hear more about that and a little more about jason and jeremy Go back to episode 115, I think. 115, I believe, is with Kelly Maroney. Okay. So, like I said, the last few episodes, we yeah. hyped Crypticon. Yeah, 114, I believe, is with Jason. That's not about right. And okay. then 115 is with Kelly Maroney from Crypticon. Who was also a fun, fun person to meet and hang with and... Get my chopping mall poster signed. Yep. Take some pictures with her, and she was cool. She was yeah. super sweet. She's cool. She was really nice, enthusiastic. Um, you could tell that she was really happy to be there and happy she to take pictures with people and all that. You know, like that's it was nice. It, it showed that she was having fun. Like basically, what our whole conversation with her about was on the show was about convention stuff. Yeah, and what it means and all that, and like she brought it, and then like next level, like she was so cool, just 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 friendly as hell, and just joking and laughing and like genuinely having a good time. It wasn't like let me sign your shit, there you go, be on your way. It was like no, you felt like you've known her for a long time. It's like up there with meeting like Felissa Rose. Doug Jones, like people that make you, they're, they're like endearing to you. You like them more after. Yeah. Yeah. I know? just, uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched part of the Chainsaw Awards a few nights ago and I saw Felissa come out and I was like, I know her. <laughs> uh, uh, we hope to chat with her again on the show because the last one, Kelly, Steve was only around for that. Kelly so. was on the Chainsaw Awards. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that. Um, she yes, was a presenter. I did. Yes, yeah. I did. Yep. And, uh, yeah. 
Um, and then for episode, speaking of nice people, yeah, for episode one sixteen, if you didn't listen, we had a chat with Matthew Patrick Davis, who is the mother from Barbarian, and uh, of course we met him there, and, and he's also on my favorite guest list. Yeah, he was so conventions. cool. He was so nice, and you know, it's it's too bad. Like, I think um, I say this in the nicest way. I think a lot of the people that were there weren't really familiar with him you know either you've watched barbarian or you haven't and that was the main thing that he was promoting that was was like his horror yeah that's kind of his horror door yeah i mean he has some some theater time under his belt a lot of theater time and he's played jack skellington before if you hear him sing god you you definitely you know you you get the connection like okay he can he can play jack he's a super (laughs) talented dude he has a very uh, comedic background. He's yep. very funny. And uh, like I said, this was like his horror debut. And you wouldn't even fucking know it was him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. he was the mother, that creepy fucking mutant lady in the in the, the tunnels under the town in Barbarian. And if you watch the movie, you know that he's tall. But it's a little different when you see him in person. He's six foot eight. Imagine having been, you know, like, Justin Long standing next to that tall, scary person. Yeah. Like, that'd be fucking terrifying. <laughs> Even though you know it's not like a thing, but you're in like that dark tunnel. I mean, Justin's just face, big... with how tall he was, Justin's face is probably like right there by the nipple. Right you by know? the titty. That, He's yeah. like, ugh. Matthew brought the baby bottle for <laughs> yeah. the photos. For his photo ops, he had a baby bottle with like. Yeah, if any of you guys ever see that he's attending a convention, he'll likely have that with him for the photo, and it adds a nice little, nice little bit of flavor to it. Yeah, he's a fucking good dude. Yeah, I he had a really blast cool. talking with him. I had to make sure to get a picture signed by him, of yeah. course. Yeah, me too. And he signs with the, the, his famous line, <laughs> his famous line from Barbarian. Burr, burr. Burr, burr. <laughs> I think if if I'm gonna pick a wrestler that. Uh, that the the mother would be a fan of. I could see the mother in the in the front stands at AEW, like Adam Cole, Bear Bear, Bear Bear. I don't know about all that. He's what, gonna be at SummerCon. I think. What's your favorite Zeppelin song? Baby, I'm gonna leave you. Yeah, he's gonna be at SummerCon, Adam Cole. Oh yeah. Yeah, I want I want to meet him. I've always been a fan of his stuff. Um, I didn't get anything signed by Rex. I met her years ago, but D Wallace was there. Yeah. Who is the mom from E.T.? She was really sweet. Cujo. Just a ton of shit. Critters. Critters. She was in the show Grand, Howling. which is one of my favorite TV shows. Um, but we, we got to hang and chat with her for, you know, I was probably like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, something we like that. We hung over there and just yeah. talked. Yeah. On a quiet time, and, and she was just super sweet and endearing. And yeah, we... Uh... We just kind of happened to look over at the time. She had a long line almost all day Busy, long. all weekend. All day, all, I all almost, weekend. I almost felt bad bothering her while she finally had a, a moment's rest. But yeah. She was cool. Yeah, we took that moment to go and chat, and and she was really sweet to us. And uh, She had these little figurines on the table, one of E.T., one of the <laughs> werewolf from The Howling, and then something else. And uh, 
Oh, and she, I just she pointed out the butt. Right? Yeah, they were great. They had great detail on them, you yeah. know. And I was like, "Oh wow, that wolf is amazing!" And she grabs it, and I thought she was gonna just comment on that, you know, how nice it looks. And she's she spins it around, and shows me. She was like, "I like the butt on this one." <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then you were like, "Oh, I thought you were talking about ET's butt." She was like, "ET didn't have a butt." And then the three of us are just standing there laughing about like the things people talk about at conventions. Yep. <laughs> Did E.T. have an ass or no? She's cool. She's uh, one of those people that you, you never know you might hear on this podcast someday. Who knows? It's not, out of, it's not out of the realm of possibility. You might hear a few of these people on the show in the future. Who knows? We may or may not have chatted Another, with a few of them about I I, I kind of regret not getting an autograph from John Kassir, who's the voice of the Crypt Keeper. Yep. He's there. He was cool, too. Probably should have got something signed by him, but we did get to say hi to him and yeah. chat with him and, and exchange info, so that could be another potential thing someday. Yeah. I'd love to have him on the show. Yeah, he's Just to see if we get him to do the voice, that would be cool. He liked one of my posts about Crypticon before the event, so, okay. you know. So, you know, he's probably a fan. <laughs> could be. I, I definitely made a point of telling him that he was my introduction to he's Horror the, House. the other patron. <laughs> Just kidding. I know that uh, you know Joe Bob is your thing and Sven um, Gulli and whatnot, and they're great at what they do. But for me as a kid, the Crypt Keeper was the first horror he, host. Honestly, I he's probably was introduced one of, to. He's probably one of the first I was introduced to. Yeah, you know, because at a time when I was young and really getting into movie and TVs, there wasn't really any. Like, there was, Elvira was everywhere, but at that point, she was just, like, on commercials yeah, and all that like stuff. Yeah, she's, like, a well-known figure. And, and, and yeah. she's definitely fascinating yeah. to my young mind with, <laughs> you know, uh, for, for reasons. Yeah. Uh, she's super cool, too. Uh, speaking of her, probably announce it. Hopefully, I don't jinx us. Um, her movie, Elvira's Haunted Hills, was directed by... Sam Irvin, who I've gotten acquainted with online, and he agreed to come on our show. So this could be happening soon. He's a multi-time Rondo winner. He's he's a writer. He just released an awesome book called I Was a Teenage Monster Hunter. It was about, uh, when he was younger, in his teenage years, he wrote a fanzine called Bizarre. And uh, he just hustled and made so many connections and met a ton of people, like from... A lot of Hammer horror movie stars and, and got to interview them and stuff and just mingle and became friends with a lot of them. But he grew up and became a, a great director and done a lot of cool shit. So uh, we might actually chat with that guy very soon. Um, I keep talking, we might chat with this guy, we might chat with that person. <laughs> he he agreed to. Yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. a date set. We, uh, we talked to Alex Vincent briefly. Yeah. Um, I didn't talk to him that much. That's right. You didn't. You I, did. I talked to him for a few minutes. Um, I went to his panel, and then later I got an autograph from him and um, just chatted for a minute. And, you Which know, was once, extra cool for you because you're yeah, yeah, a child's I'm, I'm a big fan of the franchise, and it was cool like to just chat with him about something. Once I found out he was a fan of Sonny, you know, like, oh, there's something that's not even Chucky related that we could chat about for a minute because everybody wants to talk to him about Chucky. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, you know, the show's coming back on June 7th, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm aware. I'm, I'm waiting, you know. And, um, and then we just laughed together about the fact that Chucky is a lovable shithead. 
like just you know he's like he's a little asshole but you can't help but like him at the same time yeah so i mean he he has personality and i've said that before that's chucky does yeah yeah Yeah. those are the the horror icons that i really like are the ones that have some personality and you know talk a little bit and whatnot um the silent ones are cool too but anyway alex was cool um and uh and then later in the day we ended up meeting the one of the the hosts of the, one of the co-hosts of Talk Scary to Me podcast, which is a show I've mentioned on here, you guys should check it out. Danielle Harris, she was there at our friends uh, Unlock the Con. They they're like a, a pop culture store out at the Auburn Washington Mall, and so they they go to Crypticon and usually bring a guest with them that'll be at their booth. Like last year, they had Roger Jackson, the voice of Ghostface, which I was thrilled to meet. And then uh, this year, they brought Danielle. So she was at their store on Friday for like a little private signing. And then Saturday, Sunday, she went with them to the event. Um, And so we stopped and said hi to her briefly. And I uh, talked to her about her podcast and some of the guests they've had on. And, And speaking of her show which is hosted with Scout Taylor Compton. The two of them will be at Tom Devlin's Monster Museum in Las Vegas, July 1st from noon to four. So her and Scout are going to be there for a signing. And then afterwards, they're going to do a live podcast. So that would be, I've always wanted to go to that place. Yeah. Do you, do you know anything about Devlin's I do not. Museum? Uh-uh. Find YouTube videos like people toured and stuff. It's so fucking cool. It's probably going to be a great place for them to That's be a perfect doing a signing, place for you know. So yeah. yeah, if you want to go and get something signed by both of them, Danielle and Scout, that's a great place to do it. And then, uh, so they're going to be doing the signing from noon to four, and then there's like an hour break for them because you know people got to eat and whatnot. Yeah. And so at six o'clock, or they'll poop. be doing their live pod. Yeah, give the ladies some time to take a poop before the show. Of course. Yeah. I really like to poop before we podcast. I didn't today, though. <laughs> um, You're welcome. Speaking of, of the bathroom, uh, I ran into Eugene Clark in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> My oldest and I went in, and you know we're washing our hands, and the next person that walks in is a fucking zombie. And I was like, oh, that's Eugene. Just kept my head down. We just no, it mess up if you're, when you're pissing. He did the scare that he does to people. Yeah, just... puts me in a chokehold. <laughs> like, you piss all over, all over yourself. the place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not cleaning that, that be, Eugene. That would be a hell of a, a Crypticon memory. I know I've mentioned the uh, They're Coming to Get You podcast on here before. I was listening recently, and those guys were talking about Eugene Clark, and they were like, if you've been to, I don't know, any convention, you've seen Eugene Clark before. Yeah. He's the zombie from uh, Land of the Dead, and Big he's Dead. a worker, man. He, he He's out there. like He's out there hustling. Yeah. Definitely. He has I've, his own Funko Pops. I've and... seen him at multiple conventions. Yeah. Actually, I've probably seen him at like five conventions over the years. Yeah. At least. Yeah, he's a, a busy guy. At least. So. Um, yeah, I, I didn't say nothing to him in the bathroom. I just kept my head down. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a pleasant surprise. Like People, I, I wanted to meet them after I seen him on the last drive-in. The Adams Family, Toby, Lulu, John, uh, they did the film Hellbender, which Joe Bob showed, and, and it was a cool, interesting movie. They were there, and I was like, oh, I'm going to pop by and say hi to them. But uh, after talking to these guys, 
Like I'm a fucking fan of them. <laughs> Likewise, like, yeah, they were they were some of them. At first, it was the most pleasant fucking surprise. Like these guys were, I figured they'd probably be fun, but they were like fucking awesome. Not only like were they cool, but like they know our town and like yeah, come and hang here sometimes. So yep, I just happened to tell them like, oh, we're from Port Townsend, you know, two hours north of here, and like we know, it. <laughs> yeah, They're like oh yeah, we love that area, small world. Yeah, we're just up there. Yeah. yeah. So there's somebody that would definitely probably hook up with someday and, and chill with Lasso. So, yeah. Uh, good music, inter- good I filmmakers. St- I still in- interact with them regularly since, like, like Lulu all the time. She's super cool. Yeah. Like, tell me about crazy desserts and shit that, like, she had. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, to, well, after talking to them for, like, a couple minutes, I was like, okay. We got to talk to them. We yeah. need them on the podcast. Yep. So we got to know them a little bit and recorded a segment with them. Of course, it's at a convention, so there's going to be some background noise, but it should still sound. You should be able to listen to it and enjoy it. But these guys are crazy cool. Um, Adams is, like I said, Lulu, John, Toby. And uh, they sent me a song, too, to run, a Hellbender song called Blood on the Stone, which, as we're recording this, I haven't downloaded the song to my setup yet. But if it works, then you're going to hear a song. <laughs> if not, and you don't hear a song, don't be mad at me. But I'll Go try. Go look them up. I'll figure it out, and I'll try <laughs> to get to play it on another episode. But what I'm hoping it? I can squeeze it in this episode. Telling you in advance. If you don't hear it, go look them up. <laughs> yes, but you should definitely. You'll be su- happy that you did. Definitely support these guys. They're freaking way cool uh like you were saying they're kind of like a like a dark partridge family <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that's what i said they're like the wild partridge family um so check it out meet the the adamses and every time i say to adam somebody i want to be like <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah meet them you rang they're they're probably about as cool as the adam family they are the adam family but a different adam family 1D, not double D. But yeah, meet these guys, check it out, support them, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Steven Crypto Podcast. This is Jack Rudo from the Stapled Spine fanzine here in Horror, Oregon. We write and publish everything from horror comics, bands, movies, puzzles, mazes, Dirty jokes, sometimes boobs. I don't know. Come find us. StapledSpine.com Hey, what is happening? We are at Crypticon Seattle. You know, our favorite place. Uh, We are hanging with the Adams Family. You might remember them from their parents. They're probably the best episode of the last drive-in. They showed Hellbender. And uh, we're hanging out with the the family. So everybody, introduce yourselves and let's... uh, Let's Get party. Chatting. Let's yeah. party. Hey, it's really great to see you guys. We're happy to be with the Steven Crypto Show. You guys are wonderful. And this has been a great time here in Seattle. A great group of people. Good times. This is my great daughter, Lulu. Hello, hello. Thanks for having us. Hey, I'm Toby Poser, and we love Port Townsend. And uh, what's really cool about these guys, they've been to our town. So... That's hype. They're, they they dig the town. They know about it. I was surprised, and hopefully you guys come back. Oh yeah, we love come Port back. Townsend. We'll have to we we'll have to party down and 
Absolutely. Drink tea we'll, or coffee or something. We'll hit, the, like. we'll hit the bunkers and play hide and seek in the dark. There you go. Yeah. See if anybody dies. Yeah. So um, <laughs> what have you guys been up to since we've seen you on the last drive-in? We ha- we're coming up with a bunch of fun stuff. Um, I'll, I'll talk about the first thing, which is where the devil roams. It's a cross between Frankenstein, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. And it's a, it's a kind of a timepiece that's really fun, really brutal, but it's balanced out. The horror is balanced out with a little bit of love. And um, we're really looking forward to that. That's going to premiere at Fantasia Film Festival here in July. And then it's going to have a little run. And then it'll be on, uh, we have an announcement to make of where it's going to appear. But Toby can talk about the next one. Yeah, our next film is Where the Devil Roams. It's kind of like... A point on the triangle of uh, after the deep you dig in Hellbender, it takes place in Depression era America, and it's about some murderous sideshow performers. Lulu, well, I'm not going to give it away, but Lulu uh, shows off her uh, talents with an axe. <laughs> yeah, and then we also made a film in Serbia this winter uh, that's Shutter's putting out called Hellhole. Tell us about that, Lulu. You wrote it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we shot that one out in Serbia, and it feels like a real classic horror. It's more old-fashioned, and it's got a great, great monster, a really fun one. And we have a ton of people that we worked with that are awesome. We definitely like a good monster. Well, That's why we're is, here. This is a fun monster, and Lulu invented it, and she wrote a great script for us. And we went over to Serbia, and we shot with a great production team, and Shutter's putting it out. And uh, we hope everybody loves it out there. We had a great time making it. It's uh, good and brutal. <laughs> so are one of you actually playing the monster? Is that a top secret that you can't? No, it's not top secret. Actually, uh, our monster was made by a wonderful effects builder named Todd Masters. And he built us this monster. So it's a real monster uh, that we filmed. It's not um, digital effects. It's practical effects. And um, he flew it over to Serbia and, you know, dealt with customs and all sorts of crazy shit. And then he was smart because he left it with us. uh, So we had to bring it back to the United States. He's like, you try to take this shit home. So we had a monster in our bag and it was fun. That must have been fun for the people working in the airport. I think that it probably was fun. It wasn't fun for us and it wasn't fun for Todd, but it was fun filming it. I can tell you that. Be able to explain like with the language barrier, like it's it's for a movie. It's just actually he had what what did Todd like to call it, Toby? I'm not sure what you. Todd had a <laughs> Todd had a he called it a puppet. So he used the term a puppet. What is this? It's a puppet, but it was a huge fucking puppet, giant puppet. Right for customs. How big are we talking? Um, the puppet, the monster was basically as big as me, but it's, but it's got tentacles and shit. So it's like, it's big. Like when we carried it home and there was two monsters, there was, uh, an animatronics monster. And then there was this stunt monster and, uh, um, the stunt that both of them were, (laughs) were kind of unwieldy and wild and, and beautiful, like really cool. Like, he, he's such a great artist, don't we're, you think? 
Oh yeah, and the nicest guy, and it was such a privilege that he he flew out to actually work with us for two weeks with our special effects guy, who's the fifth member of our family. His name is Trey Lindsay, and he's done all the special effects and uh, video effects for um, since the deeper you dig. So it was all in the family, but um, through Shutter and with the mostly Serbian crew out there, it was fucking awesome. So me not being super familiar with your work besides Hellbender, is this the first time that you guys have dealt with such a big creature or something in a movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah we usually kind of see what's in our kitchen or uh, roadkill, uh, you know, where we live in the country, and we're like, this will work for us. What can we put together here? But this was the first time we've worked with, with someone who really created this beautiful um, practical monster. So now do you got that, that itch to go bigger? No, but no. if we ever were to do it again, we would do it with Todd. And you got the guy to do it. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe do it closer to home, though, so you don't have to deal with the whole... Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's the writing process like between all of you? Like, do you guys bounce ideas off of each other? Does, does one of you get it going, the rest of you chime in later? Generally, I think for writing a script with all of us, it's a lot of long drives home from somewhere, from groceries, over dinner, and just talking about what the fuck do we want, what would be fun, what do we want to get into, what do we want to explore, right? And then with this one, it was, uh, I wrote the first script, pumped it out, we had like a month, we were like, gotta fucking write this script, we gotta get a first draft. And just John and I did a lot of coffee talks in the morning, pumping through, okay, what do we want to get into? What's kind of fun and thinking a lot of what hasn't been done. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of the best stuff comes when you're under pressure, you know. <laughs> it's true. Absolutely. Well, what was cool was Toby, um, you know, Lulu and I kind of banged out the first script. Lulu really banged it out. We bounced ideas off each other, but Lulu really wrote it. And then Toby took over and fixed it up put some real tasty meat on those bones. And um, I think between the three of us, we came up with a really fun rock and roll horror story. Now this is the one that's going to Shudder. This is the one that Shudder bought and Shudder basically produced through a company called Not The Funeral Home. And um, yeah, it was a great experience to work with Shudder on a big production. Did they have the interest in you guys doing this before? Or did you send it, show them the script? They, they got interested started. because Hellbender was like on the loose and we all enjoyed working together so they kind of wanted to do another movie with us um, and but it actually came it started at um, the drive-in because we were uh, shooting that and they asked what kind of stuff we were up to and John was like oh we got to have this fun idea about uh, this monster who's only interested in men and uh and they were like, oh, we want to hear more about that. And we kind of fibbed and said, oh, we have a first draft. But then suddenly we had to make a first draft. And so it started at, uh, at the, you know, at the drive-in that, that day. It was just like a seed. And then it suddenly it turned into a sapling. And the next thing you know, it was like a full-blown tree. So it was like the, the hustle. Hustling. Yeah, yeah. You got them. It's good, though. Um. Do they have any more interest after seeing what they've seen so far and going further? Yeah? Yeah, Shutter's great to work with. We got some interest from other people too, though. So we're just very thankful. It's more, I think what we're really thankful about is that the horror community 
has been very kind to us. And so it's not so much about the distributors to us, it's more about that there's an audience out there that is enjoying what we're doing. And that's really what's important. Like here we are at Crypticon and you look around and these are all people that enjoy horror. And, and we like being a part of this community. So we're more interested in being a part of this community than we are impressing distributors or, or people like that. Because this is where it all happens. If, if, if you're not having fun with the people, people like Shudder or Netflix or whatever, they don't give a shit about you. So it's more about enjoying this community. Yeah, I mean, they're, the community is what keeps it thriving and going. That's it. Shudder wouldn't still be what it is without all us weirdos. <laughs> I like to refer to us as weirdos because we're fucking weirdos. We're um, weird. So where can people keep up on what you guys are doing? Our website is wonderwheelproductions.com. And then our band has a site called hellbender.com, but all the E's are sixes. Um, and, you know, our music's on Spotify and Apple. Uh, and then Instagram, we're adams.family.films. Cool. Well, anything you want to throw out there for fans and our millions of listeners? Anyone? Both oh. of those guys. Yeah, we want to say thanks. Well, thank That's you. what we want to say. Thank you. Thanks for having us on your show. Yeah. And um, thanks for listening to the show. And yeah. just thanks. One, one quick last thing. Is there a dream location where you'd like to film something at? Mm, that's a great question. No that is a great question. I'll bet we got three different answers. Um, mine's going to be, there's a place above Haines, Alaska, that we filmed a little something for our very first movie, The Hatred. No, 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 it's actually a short called Ever. And I would like to go back to those mountains that are super remote, super wicked looking, real brutal. I would love to make like a brutal Western movie up there. I think I would like to film up in the mountains in Indonesia. On Bali, there's all these old family temples that are all like black temples. Nothing's, you know, innocent and white looking. It's all dark colored yeah. and all about family history. Just looking sinister. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Middle of nowhere. Absolutely. All right. I would like to go super microscopic and shoot like inside the walls of a house. I've always wanted to get one of those tiny little. Um, cameras that I think, you know, plumbers and, and people use and kind of shoot a film like in the tiny little crevices of, of a house with all the spider webs and things we usually can't see. <laughs> that would just be cool, just go navigating through with like a cool soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, you find a lot of weird shit in there. <laughs> but with that being said, thank you for hanging out and hopefully we'll chat again soon and enjoy some of the, the movies. Thanks, Steven Thank Crypto. You. And watch Hellbender on Shudder. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Thank you.
I'm Mr. Lobo of Cinema Insomnia, and you're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show, or are you? And we're back. Hope you guys enjoyed our little chat with the Adams family live at Crypticon 2023. And hopefully a song played for you guys. You dug <laughs> that too. Yeah, yeah, hope so. Um, if not, you'll hear it someday. Uh, if not, then you get nothing. Good day, sir. I think that pretty much sums up what our day at Crypticon was. All these people we got, you know, we met a ton of people. We got a bunch of other people that will potentially come on the show. And then we almost got stuck on that side of the water because the bridge we have to cross was closing in like 10 minutes. We we hauled ass to make it there. Which is a horror show in itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because if that bridge would have closed, we would have had to drive an extra like three hours to get home. But we did get some good ass coffee at the Bigfoot place. Yeah. Bigfoot Java in Tacoma. Yeah, Sixth that, Avenue. That was, Not a sponsor. That was pretty good, though. Their coffee? <laughs> I dug I had never had their coffee before, I think. Or maybe I have. I feel I like we've know. been there. Yeah. But it was good. It was a good cup of coffee. Yeah. Can't say the same about that fucking Carl's Jr. crap that we ate. That was gross. That was crap. Yeah. It's kind of weird if you go through a, a drive-thru and you're like, hey, uh, what's on that burger? You know, just because you can't always tell by the little image that's there. And they're like, one Tomato slice, three pieces of onion, one like lettuce. He's reading from the manual to us, like, bro, you're not supposed to do that. That's not yeah. you sell shit. Like, like there is exactly question, dude. What's three on the ounces, point seven five ounces of cheese. That, yeah. Like, no, I don't care about that. Just tell me what the fuck's on it. Yeah, just tell me the gross shit so I can tell you to take it off. So if you're listening, <laughs> probably not. You need to find a new job. I don't think that guy even knew how to fucking use a smartphone, but. He's probably not listening to us, poor guy. <laughs> and that's why he worked at Carl's Jr. Not knocking anybody has to work at Carl's Jr., but just this guy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so CryptoCon was awesome. Stay tuned here on the Steven Crypto Show. We'll probably maybe chat with more of the people that we ran into there. Some of the vendors were cool. Uh, for some reason, I feel like an idiot because his name escapes me, but he's a dude that's done stuff for, like, Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, Chad... See if you can find a share? Yeah, Chad shared. That's right. Um, <laughs> he's a good dude. I want to talk to it. Great art. His art's so cool. Just gross garbage pail kid type of art. Garbage pail like tops, right? Yeah, he top did a lot stuff. of a lot of uh, like uh, tops, like insert cards and stuff. Yeah, art cards. Just just a lot of good people. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, this episode, as we're wrapping it up, we usually do a trivia question. We are going to skip trivia this week. 
We've given you some good trivia questions. Catch up on them. Answer any of them. We'll send you some shit. Put your name on a list. Yeah. Uh, but I think we've talked long enough. And honestly, I'm still fucking recovering from Crypticon. And then <laughs> the two following weekends after, i just been running around doing a lot of things. And I've talked a lot. Oh, shit. But real, something real you wanted to add. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of fresh here. You just watched... Bert Kirshner's The Machine last Bert night. Kreischer. Yeah, that's what I said. Bart Chrysler. Yeah. 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 That guy. Yeah. So you watched watch Brent Kirshner's movie last night. Mm-hmm. How was that? Um, it was okay. It was what you expect. I, I went in thinking, all right, it's going to be a movie. He's going to take his shirt off. There's going to be a lot of crude one-liners. Luke Skywalker's in it. Luke Skywalker's old and in it. And that's exactly what it was. That's, it. That's really all I got. Like, I don't want to tell you my favorite part because it was just like a one-line joke. Did his dad talk to the owls at all? I don't think so. <laughs> there's a one of his specials. There's like a real clip at the end while the credits are rolling of his dad who I think he ate some medicinal popcorn that Joey Diaz brought over to their house. And then he's he went outside and he was like, there's owls across the river or whatever, and he's out there like, whoo, whoo. Is his dad Luke Skywalker? Well, yeah, of course. Because the true movie story. is like real, right? Yeah, true story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then they found out later there was another old guy on the other side of the river that was like, whoo, whoo. Like hooting back at him. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was, it was funny, dude. It was, I don't really want to say too much because I know you're, fan of his and yeah you, you want to see it so. i'm gonna go see him live uh july 15th at the gorge yeah. first time going to that venue first time seeing him live put it this way though um after watching the movie i'm glad i'm not going to see him live yeah yeah it was just i don't know it was okay it was funny i'm not mad i watched it in the theater yeah but i wouldn't go <laughs> watch it again in the theater. It's not long of a wait for things to be on streaming and these I days. Probably won't buy it on DVD either. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was fine. It was funny, but it's just the same old shit. Predictable. Like I yeah. said, spoiler alert, he's going to take his shirt off <laughs> and get crazy. <laughs> when he met Mark Hamill and they did their little Zoom thing, like, you know, first time meeting and talking about the role or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Mark said he, he was, and Bert was like, this is when I knew you were going to be my dad in the movie. Cause, uh, Mark was like, why don't you wear like a nice button up or, you know, like a, a some type of shirt or whatever. He's like, it would look nice on you. And <laughs> he's like, that's something my dad would say. You're going to be my father in this movie. <laughs> Pretty okay. much. Well, eh, I'm, I'm glad you watch had, it. If you want, glad you had fun. I mean, I'd like to go see it in the theater, but I got to be picky with my outings these days. And if I don't, I don't. Um, I'll definitely watch it at some point. Yeah. There's some stuff. I feel like there's something coming up that I'm excited to see. A lot of the movies I've gone to in the theater have been, you leave and you're like, I could have just watched that streaming. It's sad that that's the way a lot of them have been. That's how I felt about Evil Dead. Yeah. Which we kind of got into that on Patreon. That's still up on Patreon. Yeah. So go become a patron. Patreon.com slash Steve Crypto. Sadly, I felt the same way. You can do as little as a dollar a month to help support the show and hear us bitch about things. <laughs> or hear us share adventures with our families. Yeah. Or hear 
me and my lady talk about games and just other nerdy shit. Like, we get more personal there. We let you more into our personal lives there. Yeah. And things we don't like. That's funny. We talk about, like, pooping and stuff on here. But, like, we get, <laughs> we don't get that much, that kind of personal over there. It's just, like, what what our life is. It's our life. We let you more into our life because you deserve it, I guess. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Over on Patreon. Um, what else? Something else is coming. Oh, fucking new Indiana Jones. June 30th, right? Something, Something like that. that. I want to yeah. see that. It'll be playing at our local uptown theater. Did you already go watch Little Mermaid? I know you were waiting for that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Little Mermaid. No. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the machine. That was one of his promo videos when that was coming out. Was like you see a shot of Ariel swimming uh, and then the head the turns up and it's Bert. Yeah. It's Bert just dressed up like a mermaid. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I'd probably watch that one, Bert as a mermaid. <laughs> the Flash movie don't look that bad either. The Batman movie? With the, the Batman Flash and Colin the Flash. With the shitty Flash and yeah. Yeah. And the good Batman Michael and the Keaton. Flash. I just want to see it. Like I was like, eh, this looks okay. I'll probably watch it. And then Michael Keaton's like, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I was like, fuck yeah. That's my second favorite Batman after fucking. And then Batflex in there 66. too. Did old school Batman. He's alright. You don't like Batflex? I like him better than Christian Bale. Yeah, me too. I don't like Christian Bale. No. I love the Dark Knight movie, but I'm not crazy about Christian Bale as Batman. Like, I think Affleck plays a decent Batman, but he's a better Bruce Wayne. Think so? Yeah. And I kind of like... I think he's a okay both. And I like Christian Bale. I kind of like Christian Bale as Batman. Not really so much. Yeah, but as he's always so angry. Yeah, I'm not crazy like about this. that. Fuck stupid. Physically, he was... Decent, played a good Batman. Michael but, Keaton blows them both away. Oh yeah, of course. As Bruce Wayne, as Batman. Yeah, yeah. They just need to bring Devito back as the Penguin. I want to <laughs> see that. <laughs> bring him back as Batman, Trash Man. Have him play Batman. Batman versus the Trash Man. Three foot tall Batman running around. <laughs> three foot tall chubby little Batman. That shit would be hilarious. Walking around with his little toe knife out. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that's gross. <laughs> Um, Botched one. So, yeah. It's the kind of nonsense we talk about. Yeah. And don't you just want to go to Patreon? Don't you just want to go to <laughs> buymeacoffee.com slash Crypto and tip the show so we could keep this nonsense going? Yeah. I think you know they you do. do. You know you do. I think they do. And I think they want to <laughs> get merch. So people could say, hey, I see you're wearing a Steven Crypto t-shirt. You listen to those assholes? <laughs> <laughs> I want to visit Etsy slash shop slash Steven Crypto merch to get myself a nice new t-shirt, a coffee mug, and a magnet. Get all three. Get all that shit. Get the other shirt, too. Get, get all, all four. that stuff. Do all the things to help support the show. Follow yeah. us on social media. He's CryptoZoo88. I'm the Steve Strout. We have the Facebook group. Just search for the Steven Crypto Podcast on Facebook. The group will pop up. Post stuff in there. Jump in on conversations that are already going. And, of course, be on the lookout for all the latest episodes and updates from us and from the Steven Crypto Show. And, most important, leave us a review and rating wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That's right. And you can definitely help us out by just sharing the show. You know, like on your Facebook or whatever. Just share it. Stephencrypto.com. Share that. 
yep. and just put it out there. If you know, if, if you have friends that are into horror, they're into pop culture talk, maybe we've chatted with somebody that your friend is a fan of. Be like, hey, these guys chatted with Doug Jones, Christina Lee, Dirk Manning, comic book writer. Different, you know, we have a long list of people we've chatted with. Like, hey, these guys did really shitty Hulk Hogan impressions <laughs> last fucking Let week. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> these guys have a, 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 it's my third favorite podcast. <laughs> did you ever see that meme? That's how we're going to close the show out. <laughs> did you ever see that meme, the Hulk Hogan meme? When it's like Hulk Hogan picking up a hooker. And he says, I bet you got really good pussy, brother. <laughs> No, no. No. Well, I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, anyways. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. If you guys want to hear more chat like this, we'll catch you on episode 119. Bye, brother. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. Cut it off. I was going to fade you out. Fight for your life. Bye, guys. <laughs>